Welcome to the Creativity at Work podcast, hosted by the School of Business at Virginia Commonwealth University. Welcome to another edition of Creativity at Work. I'm Caroline, a second-year strategy student at the VCU Brand Center, and with me today is Karen Costello, Chief Creative Officer at the Martin Agency. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we're going to start. If you could just tell us your background and maybe how you got started in advertising. Well, I didn't have a direct route to advertising, actually. I, when I entered college, I didn't even know advertising existed as a career. So I was um, in high school. I thought maybe I wanted to be a vet. I really loved animals. But I also loved art. Like I was kind of like a, you know, a person that went and drew in her journal all the time. And, and, but I didn't know that that was something that you could kind of do as a career. So um, I eventually decided to go to UCLA for art history. And that's kind of what I studied. And when I got out of college, I uh, worked at a gallery. And in that gallery space, uh, there was um, a graphic design studio. It was this really cool industrial space in Culver City. So there was a graphic design studio, an exhibition design firm, and an architectural firm. And I realized as I was working at that gallery after a year that I wasn't super stoked with the scene. Like I just felt a little just it bougie or whatever you want to say, but it didn't feel me. And I ended up really hanging out with the designers all the time. And I ended up asking the guy that ran that, John Coy, who was a very famous designer in LA, how did you get to do what you did? Like, what do I, what do I need to do to go do what you do? And he said, well, you probably should go to art school. Like you probably need to get a portfolio and get trained. So I said, okay, where should I go? And he said, well, I went to art center, but he gave me a list of 10 different um, schools at the time. So I did end up going to Art Center. Um, I paid my way there, which I only just recently paid off my student loans like five years ago. (laughs) But um, and I ended up doing design for a year and then kind of switching into the advertising program there just because I found that what I was actually very, very happy about was um, the intersection of where design, human psychology and behavioral change kind of all happened. And that was advertising. And I thought, well, that was really interesting. And I kind of haven't looked back since. Um, I've been in the industry for upwards close to almost 30 years, over 25 years, which is kind of crazy. Um, But I have found that all the things that have fascinated me, including art and what I loved about art history, um, I have found is in advertising, oddly enough. That's fantastic. That makes me super (laughs) excited, too. (laughs) Um, My next question is, uh, what is your biggest challenge? And then on the flip side, what's your biggest joy about leading a whole department of really creative people? Um, The joy and the challenge are probably the same thing, and it's the people themselves, because um, I think any creative field, but particularly advertising, um, it's about the people. Ideas come from people, and people um, need an environment that fosters inspiration and creativity and teamwork and all the things that make something happen. So, But it's also a collection of misfits and all sorts of different people from all different backgrounds with all different personality quirks. And so I find it joyful to be around people that just want to make and create and sometimes change the world and sometimes not. Um, but it's also the challenge because you it's a collection. It's a melting pot of tons of different personalities Um, And that can be the challenge. You have to sort of – it's an alchemy of putting the right people together. It's an alchemy of what makes something happen out in the world, Um, and it's both a challenge and a joy. But that's – I find that to be most things in life have the sort of – the joy and the challenge are the same things, like parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how is the Martin Agency specifically adapting to changes in the advertising industry? 
Um, what's interesting about the Martin Agency is they've been a you know agency for 50 years, and so um, I think at the heart of great advertising is great insights and great storytelling. And that is the case at the Martin Agency. There's some of the most creative people I've ever worked with work at that agency. Um, but the way marketing and advertising works um, today and the way clients expect people to work is changing and it is a little bit more agile and fast and flexible and um, all that sort of thing. And we have been experimenting with different ways of working there. Like it's, it's, it's a must. So we've been doing that. Um, but also, I think it is a lot about bringing the people into the industry, into your agency that reflect the people you're talking to. And that's been a big thing um, at the agency as well, is making sure that diversity and inclusion is a big part of how we hire and the kind of people we bring in. Um, and then actually how we work and making sure those people have a seat at the table, that they're included, and that we're flexible and fast. And we're thinking about um, all the different channels and ways that we can reach consumers that are different than they used to be. But at the heart of what we do is still at the heart of what was at the heart 50 years ago, which is how how can you affect human behavior and what are the kind of stories you can tell? It's it's just possibly in different channels, but it's the same thing. Yeah, it all starts inside. It all starts inside. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, so do you have in your mind a creative challenge from your career that you was tricky to overcome, but that you ended up overcoming and you're really proud of? I do. It's probably because um, it goes back to kind of who, as, as a kid, I was so painfully shy, like crazy shy, so much so that um, my mom loves to tell the story, but I literally didn't speak till I was like four because I was, I just was so quiet. Um, she thought something was wrong with me. So, um, and that just kind of followed me through life. And it wasn't oddly enough until I started playing sports. I found um, I found that I love basketball. I played basketball all through middle school, high school, and college. Well, I tried to play in college, but <laughs> um, but that really broadened my perspective of what I was capable of. Um, but but inherently, I'm still an introvert, and inherently, I'm still a shy person. And advertising is not a often cannot be a friendly environment for shy and introverted people, um, particularly if you're a female trying to make, make your way in the industry. So um, I really had to um, figure out the balance between being true to who I was, but also working on that aspect of myself. I had to learn how to project myself publicly. I had to learn how to not be terrified to get up and present in front of a client, how not to make my voice shaky or have like anxiety and all the things that um, shy and introverted people have when they go into social situations. So that was work that I really had to do on myself, um, and it has been transformative for me, even though I, I still inherently am who I am. But um, I overcame it, and I was really proud. So I'm proud most when people say, you're shy? You don't seem like you're shy. I was like, well, that's because I'm, you know, I have to work at it, but um, I'm happy that I did. Do you have any tips for other introverted people who are working in advertising, which is seen as a super gregarious, outgoing industry? I'm also an introvert. Yes. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that um, I say most, because I get that question a lot, um, is find people that can feel like advocates and mentors and just um, speak up and say, hey, listen, I would love for you to find a role for me at this meeting or I would love to speak up about this topic. Can you find a place for me to speak up, you know, at this time? Because one of the things that was the hardest for me when I was growing up in, in creative departments was sitting at a table with a bunch of men who all were talking over, like interrupting me, but like talking over themselves to speak. And because I am naturally sort of introverted, I did not jump in and put my voice out there. So then I realized probably a little bit later than I should have, oh, like if I just ask one of my coworkers 
can I, hey, can you create a role for me? Or, hey, I would like to speak up more in the meeting. Could you create space for me? Like uh, mental space and audio space for me. And I find that most of the time when you ask somebody, they'll say like, oh, my God, was I interrupting you? Or, oh, I'm so sorry. And like they're not doing it intentionally. And so as soon as I started speaking up for myself in that way, I found that my coworkers were really supportive. And then the more you speak up, the more you feel confident in doing that. And the more people remember, oh, hey, so-and-so spoke up and said really interesting, smart things at that last meeting. Let's make sure they're at this meeting. And then the client starts to trust you. And there's all sorts of things that happen. But it was literally just bringing people in to um, help me with my my issue, like asking them to help. And then they did, which was kind of cool. Yeah. There's also some imposter syndrome there where you're like, I, I have something to say, but I'm sure everyone's already thinking. Oh, my it. gosh. It is like at, if you talk to women in leadership, because I've been on tons of panels over the years, almost everyone will say they have imposter syndrome. And I'm not sure if men do. Maybe they do, but they are not openly talking about it. So I would love to know if they do. But um but it definitely feels like that for women, like, oh, somebody's going to accidentally find out that I made it, that I'm successful, and that I'm really just a dork, and I have no idea what time. I'm doing. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah. you know what? I think the truth is that most everybody's faking it to some degree. You know, it's like all a learning process, and we're all works in progress. Um, and some people are open and honest enough to admit that they are, and some people aren't. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Karen, thank you so much for answering my questions and talking with me today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Creativity at Work podcast. To learn more about the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Business and our vision to drive the future of business through the power of creativity, visit us at business.vcu.edu or follow us on social media. Also, you can let the creativity come to you by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, keep up the creativity at work.